fuck the Cove and fuck Sydney FC. Yeah, fuck the Cove and fuck Sydney FC. Everything about them. I wrote in a group chat today uh, that if I had to choose between Melbourne Victory or Sydney FC winning titles for the rest of time, I would choose Melbourne Victory because fuck Sydney that much. I hate them. Anyway, that's a good place to start. Welcome to a Night Shift Football Red Edition. Adelaide United, a big 2-0 elimination final win. We're still not sure how we feel about finals. Why is it even a thing in football? Uh, well, it's just Australian culture, I guess. Um, Tommy's here to join me. No Cooper tonight. Just a 1v1, bro. Let's go. Oh, you're coming at me, are you, bro? Oh, come at me, bro. Catch me outside. Um, how about that? <laughs> Have you been staying out of um, uh, way team dressing room, Sam? Yes. Sounds like you're you're in a provocative mood. Uh, get Jerry on here. Don't Jerry died. What? Since when? Jerry Springer. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he died. We can't oh. get him to mediate. Um, football. Craig Goodwin, I guess. Craig Goodwin to Wellington nil. Is that what we'll go with? Well, we can go with the fact that yeah, he scored both of the goals. That makes it Craig Goodwin too. But yeah, we 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 battered them in an attacking sense, didn't we? We did. I yeah, thought, I think I we did. We could have had a few different goal scorers on a different evening. Yeah, I think so. A comfortable-ish night without even, I mean, a few people probably still not playing at their best. Um, we went in with. We'll go through the. We'll do our lineup thing again because we had some initial thoughts at the start. Uh, this is Friday night. We were at RGK and the lineup came through and there was a bit of, ooh, what's going on here? Nick Ansel starts. Uh, Jay Barnett starts. Dorigo is a 10. And George Blackwood starts. It has elimination final winners written all over it. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. This is um, this is Carl on full blast. I love it. He's um, He's taken a risk and he's played... You know, maybe players that are performing in training, maybe players that he think have the mindset for this kind of fixture. Or, you know, he's just gone in to try and really countenance that that random 4-2-2-2 that Talley plays. And having three defensive-minded central players, I think negated their attack, like, really well. And so I think he just, he's set up in that sense. Why didn't Ubisuki start? Why, why did we have to endure Blackwood for as long as we did? I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, on your note on like Wellington there and their shape that they set up with, I think we got absolutely picked apart in the pockets of space between centre-backs and things um, by Cummings and Tulio the week before. And Barnett and Izzy just kind of sat in there. And I think we, we start, what did we start calling him Friday night? Five-yard J. Five-yard J. He was just, so he was just picking up the ball, playing a five-yard pass, and just not dawdling on it either. Like mm, playing it, it fairly quick. quickly, just moving it on, getting it on to someone else, keep the ball moving. It was really good. Just basic soccer. And it was good to see some just just some good old-fashioned basics. Oh my God. It was just properly. discipline. It was yeah. just a guy who'd been given a role and he went out there and fulfilled it to the absolute maximum. And that's not to say he didn't do other good things. There was that no. great, there was that great uh, sliding block that he made, tracking back uh, to cut yeah. out a low cross. And like, that's the kind of thing that you need in this game. You need lads to stand up and say, "I want to be a part of this and play every week." And he did a great job. And he was, you know, as close to man of the match as you can get. If it wasn't for our true king, Craig Goodwin, 
Um, but before we get on to Goody, you know what this means. Bana Izzy, we've just reverted back to the double pivot. There's just no one day. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think we're more okay with it if it's not like. If it's a kid. If it's not two fucking like ancient guys in there doing it. True. Because they yeah. were trying to be the same guy and Jay didn't yeah. want to do that. He I think that was there, the issue. All supported along. him. Yeah. Exactly. You just need someone in there to support Izzy when Izzy, because Izzy still has, Izzy still has that range. On his passing, he does. doesn't he? And I know he's not when the he player. It up. He's not the player he once was. But when he when he is on and he is his passing range is ticking, um, there's no better player to watch in the A League still. Like I just, you know, in that position or like deep sure. in the field, not in attack. Um, yeah, it's him. Sure. Like it's so good. A guy, a guy that has five yards because Jay's broken it up for him. He's the most dangerous in the league. Yeah. Five yard. We should start calling five yard easy as well. <laughs> five, five yard Jay. Five yard easy. Um, <laughs> what do you think of? So I'm gonna circle back to Nick Ansel starting. Okay, we spent weeks on here saying that we wanted Nick Ansel to start. Um, however, when I did see that Nick Ansel was starting, I was a bit annoyed because it put it it put Carl in this really weird position of like. If Ansel plays bad, it's like, well, why the fuck? It's not really. It wasn't. It was never really going to be on Nick Ansel, was it? If this went wrong, because why? Why have you waited so long to play him? Till now, you know. In and that then, sense, yeah, that's yeah, that's a really, it's a really yeah, no, it's a really good argument because it kind of does absolve him of being rusty and not, you know, not being game ready for you know a freaking finals game. If you want to place any importance on it, it's an elimination game. Yeah. You know, if he makes one mistake and we lose one nil, he's going to get panned. And you know, you're going to maybe you were trying to get at this. He was. It's going to lend the idea that it's been justified. He hasn't played all season. Yeah, which would be ridiculous because you know he's now started twice and yeah. has kept two clean sheets in yeah. a team that doesn't keep clean sheets. Man, it's insane. It's also the he fact that like he's good again. We went through, it looked like he had finally locked in his back two. <laughs> we said this, just pick a pair and go and then with it. Just pick a pair and go with it, which he did. And then all of a sudden we get to elimination final and we get the answer that we've been screaming for for so long. And it's just like, why Why now? We, we should have done this ages ago. But he did. And then uh, we'll just cut to it now. It's not We're going a bit all over the place. But Nick Ansel was substituted off as well. Two nil up, two nil up with bar. fifteen to go, and he makes a centre back sub. What do you make of that? I that was the most baffling part of the game, if not you know the weird structure that was set up next to us, and I'm I'm positive didn't capture any game footage. I don't know what the hell that was doing there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was baffling to me. But this was crazy. Why in that moment are you making a like for like centre back sub? I could understand if he was bringing Bar on for someone else. Just to shore it up, we're tuned in. There's no, you know, well, that's what I thought decent... would be happening when I saw Bar yeah. coming on. Precisely, um, they had a decent run, Wellington, for ten minutes there at the end of the game. Yeah, but for because uh, he's not fit, is this the illusion? If he's, if he's not fit, I said came off with fifteen minutes to go. It was like four, five minutes to go plus stoppage time. It was eighty fifth. It's, yeah. it's still, I just don't know why you'd be taking that risk. And if it's because, like, if it is a matter of fitness. You telling me he couldn't have gone five minutes more? <laughs> like, have Unless we heard he put his anything? hand up. Have we heard anything from the club about this? Like, it was an injury or anything? Like, 
Well, you couldn't, it couldn't have been an injury, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they keep pretty strong on this until they absolutely have to give us any detail. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit like Wallen's award. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I was going to move on to Ben Wallen next. Um, he won that moment of the year last week where they didn't really say what it was for. We found out later it was for his double against Western Sydney Wanderers, which I would argue isn't a moment, but moments because two goals are separate moments if we want to be really picky about it. And I the award be- has a bracket with an S around it at the end. I'm positive. Moment. Um, <laughs> what did you think of Ben Warren's game? Because I thought he played, he had a dodgy moment early on and a dodgy moment later. But for the most part, I thought he was much improved this week. And he, his, um, the defensive value he adds, which I know he can bring, is that his his blocking and his tackling is usually pretty on point. Oh, yeah. uh, and it was again. He just uh, his passing. He just kept it pretty simple this time. <laughs> I remember we did jeer him once because he played a long range pass that hit uh, Goodwin. I think it was, and you know that that showed how good a game that he was having. That he was able to hit those passes. <laughs> I thought he was good again. He's he's for me. He's the he's the Not again just guy. good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He's your six out of ten guy. He's your yeah. slop eater. He gets in behind and cleans shit up at the last minute. And that's why I like him. And yeah, he gets up, he wins headers, he challenges. Sometimes he misses tackles. He's going to do that, but he looks more solidified next to Ansel. I think I think Ansel is your number one center back. And then you can put any one of the yeah. three that you want next to him, and we're going to yeah. go okay. Because between there's barely an accurate pass between Wallen and Barr. Nah. And then obviously Popovich still is uh Popovich is still on that pretty steep learning curve of Ailey. Very raw. So, yeah. Um I just I was, like to see it. And it and it worked. So I'm pleased, Sammy. I'm gonna skip past Ben Hallen this week. Good. Uh I'll just say another disaster, but we'll leave it at that. Um I there was I honestly felt like we were playing with nine for a lot of this game sometimes with Blackwood and Hallen, but and I like Blackwood, but Blackwood's an off-the-bench player and nothing more, I think. Uh, should, yeah. So should, we'll just jump straight into Craig think, Goodwin. Yeah, the solidifying thing with Halloran was I heard a lot around me from people that I didn't know in this game because I, yeah. I felt like I felt like we've been getting on his back a bit, but when you hear the general consensus is the same. And the yeah. funniest part for me was Aaron Kunda giving him shit after he came on. Yeah, Aaron, It looked like Nestor was, yeah, finally dishing it back. We'll get to Nestor. Let's do Craig Goodwin. The King of Adelaide. What's left to say? Build like I know. you literally have to build him a statue now. Unreal, hey! Like I think I asked you after the second goal, like what is our season without Craig Goodwin? I probably asked you on the pod last week and maybe the week before, mm. but what is our season without Craig Goodwin? Like it's it's bottom four. How do you possibly? There's no one close to him. He has to win a Johnny Warren. He deserves one. Um. Incredible. He's he was robbed last season. He should be going back to back. Like this is the consistency of the man. In in every occasion he stands up. It doesn't matter the facet of the game. He could be tracking, he could be slipping into midfield and trying to win it. You know, he could be marshalling players to his left, to you know, in front of him, behind him. Or he could just be winning games on his own boot. And there's been nothing sweeter this season than seeing him cut in from his left onto his right and curl it past the defender and the goalkeeper. He has nailed that move and it works so many times. Yeah. Uh, It's like a FIFA glitch. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't even really curl this one. He just arrowed it. 
like smashed it in. Um, and then the penalty, obviously, Nesta, Nesta who comes on. And I think Goodwin wins, he wins, wins the, the header. header in the box, yeah. flicks it out to Nestor who goes on the run. And um, Nestor as well, just like his, the way this guy shields off defenders coming at him from behind and all over the place. I think they tried to bring him down. He just, he was just too strong, got away. He does the right thing. He feeds Craig. Craig does that thing that we, sometimes we get frustrated in him, but it is where he scores a lot of his goals, where he cuts back in on his right foot. I think it's that, that's that lack of pace there that we've talked about, which probably held him back overseas. Um, But here he's got the quality to beat defenders and do it. He cuts in and then Wellington have cover. They have a center back there covering, but I can't remember which defender it is. I can't remember which defender it is that sticks the leg out. Um, but he wasn't even looking. He just stuck it out, hopefully. And um I'm pretty sure it was um got him. Elliot who had had a bit of a bath most of the afternoon. Uh, most most of the night, I should say. Such a hopeful dangle of the leg out that just it was so dumb and just completely chopped him down and Craig tucks it away. As he does. It wasn't it wasn't even like just a normal dangle. It was Craig had so it's like a knee high dangle. He had upended him. He was throwing it out Falling when over. his body was going in the opposite direction. Yeah, it was just the most haphazardous challenge. What? And the he the defender covering crashed. pretty much had the ball at his feet too. I um, yeah, I reckon if he like he had the that, ball at his feet. It up. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no danger there. <laughs> oh well, we get we'll away with it. that one then. We get away, and Craig dispatches and has done. I think the most iconic celebration of his career. Yeah, standing behind the net with his arms outstretched in front of the yeah. RA, in front of the northern end, a packed northern end as well. Everyone, there was another ten thousand there on Friday night, but it definitely didn't look at it at times. Didn't I thought look it was at it. very low. Yeah, um, but then you look on reflection, the south end was empty. Like there was not, a, there was not a person yeah, down there. That's what I mean. The north end was pretty full though; it was pumping. Um, mm. I don't know if you have anything else to say about Nestory, but my God, just. Just doing his usual thing where he comes on and he just the way he lights up these games and the way opposition players are now feeling the need to target him as a 17-year-old. Like this kid's going places, isn't he? This uh, yeah. We're blowing the lid now, but it does Blow feel the lid. like blow it. It feels like we've got a genuine world beater that's gonna emerge out of Australia. Cause he's got all of the assets, like you were describing. He's got the strength to be able to win the ball and hold players off and move with it. And then he's got the ability to beat them. The amount of times that I saw him sit someone down in the box or fame left, cut right and hit tight bylines. He's got all the attributes already. He has rockets in his boot. That's it. And he finishes as well. I mean, he hasn't scored recently. Recently, I mean like four or five games now, but. Like three. yeah, and that, yeah. but that's crazy for us to be rely not relying on him, but thinking, okay, he should be scoring a goal every two or three games. He's yeah, I just I where he ends up in the off season um, will be very interesting. Do you think? Uh, do we talk about Bayern Munich? Do you no, think we haven't. Good move. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea about these things. Hey, I just He's, he'll come straight back to us, so we'll get another season out of him. And shame. it would be nice if they gave him two seasons here, a two-season loan. That would be awesome to completely develop. And then he goes back and tries his wares in Germany. Maybe he gets a loan out to a different club, uh, you know, a lower-standing club in the league. But It's a long road. It's a long road still with, you know, seven years. Yeah. So no, that's plenty sensible. of time. Yeah. Plenty of time on that one. Um, 
We move on this week to a first leg semi-final at home oh, Saturday you night. You sound so keen. You have against, delivered this with all the enthusiasm. Against Central Coast. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is with this week. I think I've been deflated by the last few Central Coast games and who could blame me? It's a good point. We've shipped eight. Um, I don't know how you overturn that kind of thing. We've been so comprehensively beaten by them twice. Like, was it 4-1, the last one? 4-1 at home, 4-0 away. Like, if it's 4-1 here, we have to go to Gosford still. Like, you know, if it happens again that way. But mm. I don't know. I said to you after the game that Adelaide have... We always our form is never kind of week to week; it's month to month, and both times the Central Coast have beaten us comprehensively. We've been in the middle of a slump, stroke, or towards the end of it. Or towards the we end of the slump, we turned it around after that. They've pumped us, and then we've mm-hmm. turned it around. So, uh, I don't know. Have I don't know if we've turned it around. We had one good win, but maybe that's all we need to shift momentum back, and we might see a completely different game this Saturday. But I honestly have no idea. If I had to do a prediction, and we will, we love doing a prediction, I'm probably still tipping Central Coast to win. Uh, and it's probably a 2 or 3-1 again. I love how optimistic you got then, though. And it kind of made me, I love that line of reasoning. And it made <laughs> me believe as well. You've got me on board now. I was kind of glum about it as well. Because you look at it, how how the fuck do you... They're, 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 okay, I was about to say they're so good. They're not so good, but they're very good at beating Adelaide United. Absolutely. Uh, can we do it? Does it depends who he starts? Depends who he plays. Yeah. How do you line? How, I don't think Viet's figured out exactly how to combat what they offer. Do we play five at the back? Do we play three centre backs? Do we just go with something completely different and risk it all? Yeah, and risk it all. Maybe that's what we need to do. If you're um, if you're looking talking, to risk it, yeah. Sorry. If you're looking to risk it, are you? You have to do it in the first leg, don't you? You have to do it at home, definitely. You can't wait for the second leg and just hope because if they blow you away in the first leg like they did last time. Um, That's it. I think we've done two similar things against them and we, you know, we've beaten easily. So go fuck it up. Play three at the back. Play five that. at the back. Do something. Do something. Three, four. Play four midfielders in the bank so that they can't get between the lines. Five at the back with Ben Halloran. As yeah. a right wing back. Oh, now you're fucking talking. You're <laughs> oh, humming now, Sammy. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I love the sound yeah. of that. My God. I would leave I would leave what we're doing on Saturday and go to the stadium <laughs> if I saw that Halloran was playing right back. <laughs> you're just telling our listeners we can't make it Saturday. Yeah, we're boycotting. We're doing what the Cove should be doing. Yeah, fuck the Cove, I'll tell you. Fuck that Sydney. fucking Cove. Sydney stinks. Remember that time those people shit in that ice cream in Sydney and served it to someone? Fucking Sydney, man. Let's you're, shove your you're opera house up your ass. It's a stupid shape building. It's you're never going to forget. No, it's, it's not, not It's not genius. It's not even a nice place to visit. No, the traffic sucks. The roads don't go where they should go. It's, nothing's in squares. Doesn't make any sense. It's a mess. You've, you've always said that you would rather uh, Melbourne win than Sydney. Always. I can remember this from years and years ago. Yeah, you've maintained Sydney, man. 
They make me sick. Football in Australia and it's Sydney, like Sydneyness, <laughs> fucks me off. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know about anything else to say about Adelaide United for this week or upcoming ga- the upcoming game or the game on the weekend or anything else about finals. Do you have anything else you want to add? Wanted to add this week? I've got a few uh, random things that I want to throw at you. Yeah, let's go. All the things that I picked up throughout the week. Let's uh, go. Uh, former Adelaide United defender Urson Gullum. This was, guy. He was sacked as head coach by Hume City in Victoria's MPL Victoria. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do with it? I'm going to say thanks for letting me know. Next. <laughs> uh, Ross Aloisi was announced as Brisbane Raw, uh, Brisbane Hume Raw's City? head oh. coach. <laughs> yeah, he's replaced him. <laughs> he's replaced Urson Gullum at Hume. Uh Ross Aloisi, sorry, Brisbane. Brisbane, head 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 coach, head role. Head, is, gonna, head job. is he going to do what John did now and act like he hates Adelaide? I hope so. I really, I could see him and Carl fist fighting <laughs> on the sidelines. This is what we've been fist waiting fighting. for. WWE bout. Yeah. All right. That's that's interesting as well. That's more interesting than Ursan Gulen being Gullen. sacked by Hume, but... Gullum, is that That's it? Gullum. 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 Am I saying that wrong? Gullum? I don't know. Gullum. Who knows? How many games did he play for Adelaide? Maybe we can get him on in our under-20 Gullum. series. Gullum. I heard he's got some free time. Gollum. Uh, I fucking love Lord of the Rings. Next. Um, the Ninkovic thing. What? Come on. What What? what do you think? What? Him, getting, him getting dragged out of his uh, old team's dressing room after the game weird you're weird, gonna have weird, to weird. explain this one to me but i've missed you did not see it nah so ninko after the game goes into the sydney fc dressing rooms mm-hmm. um and because uh all access was filming so that's the all access this week they had all the footage inside the dressing rooms and stuff right. and he's just like amicably walking around shaking people's hands saying hello seeing old teammates and stuff whatever congratulate i don't know yeah. Goes into a goes into a, a room that can't be seen on camera, and then like fifteen seconds later, is being dragged out by two guys in blue Sydney FC jackets, <laughs> not players, what? I don't think, maybe officials. And he's okay. like turning around and shouting at someone, and it, it's come out that Steve Corica kicked kicked him out. Basically, he was like, "I don't want you in here," and he kicked up a stink and then was dragged out. Okay, all right, so. Let's start with Ninko being in there. Mm. I don't know why you'd want to. Like, that to me, that sort of thing can wait till after you're out the rooms. Like, post, post game, mm-hmm. somewhere else, maybe. Go see them somewhere. You know, not in the change rooms. That's probably a bit much. Um, but <laughs> also, <laughs> what's a bit much is Karika's reaction, I guess. Because. I mean, I I probably wouldn't I wouldn't want him in there either, but I would just let him say his fucking whatever he's saying and then get out because he he wouldn't stick around. I wouldn't imagine. No, and I also somewhere to be. Parker probably also is a sort of spiteful prick that just I don't know just hates sportsmanship because he's a flog as well. So he wouldn't want Ninkovic because Ninkovic left and he comes to say, I don't know, just Corica strikes me as a massive flog and a shit coach and a shit bloke. So 
Am I going to get sued now? I don't. This isn't defamatory. I think you're just. I think you're just alluding to something <laughs> from something you can see. <laughs> I reckon that you could prove this in court. Actually, that he was a ship bloke. You could define it, set it up, I put just, the characteristics, and he would be I, the man. I got sucked in on the weekend into the Sydney Derby stuff with. There was a lot of stuff coming out of the West Sydney camp about their their perspective their perspective on West Sydney, their perspective on like growing up in that like like west of Sydney and the relationship between them and like Sydney FC fans and like the different fan bases and their backgrounds, like socioeconomically and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um very much like the the posh boys versus the blue collar workers and stuff. Yeah, and the that old sort east of stuff, west. Yeah. That sort of stuff gets me real. Like that, you know me. That gets me going. That gets me going. And so it I gets was you invested in. into I the narrative. In. As well. I was invested into it, and I wanted West Sydney to blow them away, but they they blew it and lost two one. But I was just yeah, I just I fucking fuck. I hate Sydney. I've said Rudan was Rudan was playing that up as well during the week about yeah, he the. Was. Um, the working class nature of the club and the fans and stuff. Yeah, and I love that. That is what is going to make the league sustainable in the coming years is the generations of people from different geographical areas. But you need to be a community. That's why yep. these one-town teams like Adelaide United trying to service 1.8 million people, yep. that's why you're only ever going to get ten to 12,000 people there because you've got to make an effort to go and engage in it. Whereas something like West Sydney lends itself to its area. And so that should be, you know, a really big, um, yeah. well-supported club. Yeah. yeah. You know what I think? I, well, I'm just, I don't know what about West Sydney lends itself to their area more than Adelaide lends itself to Adelaide, you know? I think it's a more diverse... Is it because we don't about- have another, like anyone close enough, relatable like relatably close, like nah. touching distance close to have that kind of oh, okay, us versus them thing going on. I reckon if you set up if you set up another Adelaide team, it would represent a lot of the same things Adelaide United does. Same. I think what what you've missed is uh, or what the league has missed, sorry, or what South Australia's missed in football, is you haven't set one up in the distinct areas outside of Metro Adelaide. Adelaide's funny because yeah, it's I think that's, well, that's everywhere. That's the size of it, isn't it? Like the yeah. size of Adelaide doesn't. You would just couldn't sustain a an area focused Adelaide team. You just need one that represents Adelaide. But I don't know. I reckon if you set one up in the north, and then if you set one up um, in the east, you would have uh, three really well supported, distinct Adelaide sides. I'm gonna massively disagree. You reckon? Yeah, I th- I still think those people would still be getting around the South. Mm. Would still be getting around Adelaide United if they were into it, but they're just not. So I think if you look league wide and you look at the amount of interest and um, I guess attendance to games, Adelaide getting Adelaide's always kind of right up there. You look at other teams, um, we're doing pretty well, and even then, it's not like you know it's nowhere near what what AFL or NRL are doing. Yeah, precisely. NRL especially. They're having a crazy season. Yeah. They're getting fans left, right, and center. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else? Is that a Just little... two two players that have been released yep. um, from other A-League clubs. Would you have them or not? Uh, Leo Lacroix. 
Not Listen, after this season. No. If you asked me that last season, I'm all in. Oh, fuck yeah. So am I. But can we turn him around? What has happened? I think he wasn't just... If he had an average season this year after the season before, I would say yes. And we try and turn him around. But he's been like... He hasn't been average this year. He's been like horrible. So Horrible, yeah. yeah, on goals so on reg, yeah. It, too big a risk for me. And the second yep. one? Uh, Layuni from Western Sydney. Uh oh, I don't know you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's a maybe. So we've got some foreign spots open, and I mean, yeah. if you want to take a gamble on someone that's already scored goals in the A League, I reckon that's that would be a pretty good gamble. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll put him in the maybe and Lacroix. No, Lacroix. Lacroix, I would love – I think we could turn him around. That season he okay. had, that first season was unreal. It was really good, yeah. Okay, we'll take that. Um, yeah, semi-final this week. I guess we'll come back next week and be <laughs> look forward about to whatever, the next loss. Whatever has gone on, <laughs> hopefully not another – hopefully we don't ship another four or five goals against this Mariners team because the bloody Gosford FC pissing me off. All right. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Have a good week, folks. Go check out episode 112. You'll see the green logo. We talked the championship final day. There was all sorts. There was second through seventh playing each other in Italy. There's and wrapping up the Scottish Premier League. There was some Premier League relegation shit. Lots going on. Champions League preview. Uh, enjoy.